welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Poe. Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome back to the podcast. I pray that you guys are having a great and awesome week. Listen, I'm not going to prolong this week with the intros because we have two special guests with us. We have Team Barrett with us this week, and they're going to be talking to us about marriage. And it's going to be truly a blessing and an encouragement to you guys. But listen, before we really dig in, I want to introduce both of them. We have Martin and Nell with us, Team Barrett. How are you guys doing on today? We are doing doing good. good. Doing good. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Oh, I appreciate you guys coming on. We know that marriage is is obviously a a huge thing, second to salvation. And we know that uh, the way... You know, marriages are are under attack a lot of times. You know, sometimes we got newlyweds, you know, that are listening to the show. So all of the knowledge and the uh, inspiration that you guys have is going to definitely be needed on today. But before we dive into that, I want you guys, if you can, to just introduce yourselves to the podcast. Let them know a little bit about yourselves. Well, I'm Martin. And I'm Nell. And we are MLB Speaks. And we are Team Barrett, as Trevor alluded to. Um, we've been married for coming up 27 years. 27 mm. years. Wow. And we grew up together as well as next door neighbors. Um, we always joke about saying that we had an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 27 years. Wow. That's that's definitely encouraging. I'm uh, my wife and I, we're just on 13 years. So, you know, we got a lot to look forward to. And, you know, that's very important, you know, to, to see couples that have been in this thing for a long time. And I know you guys have children as well. Yes, we do. Yes, we have adult children. So we're on that empty nest thing. We have a 20 year old (laughs) and a 22 year old. That's right. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. You know, so we're excited. We thank God for, you know, our children uh, being able to raise them up in the Lord, as he talks about in Ephesians, you know, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So we are in the Lord. So we did what's right um, to raise them up in the ways that God would see them to go. Amen. Amen. And and that's powerful that you guys known each other since, you know, being children, you know, being raised in the same neighborhood. I mean, that's just inspiration in itself. But yeah, that was funny when you said, you know, you, you guys always say it's like you had an arranged marriage. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's almost like, you know, we grew up half of our life together and then the other half were married. Which is kind of wild because we, we, I always joke when we were kids, we used to play this game called Boys Chase the Girls. Not again, are you? Not yes, again. yeah. Tell it, Martin. Come on. I'm going to tell it. And um, so- if the boy catches the girl, she got a she got a you know kiss on the cheek, you know. So I, here I am. I think we're probably like seven, eight, eight years, about eight years old, maybe nine. I caught her on the back staircase, 
And to this day, she says, no, I said, no, it was you. Listen, I got I, elephant memory. I don't remember that. I really don't remember that. <laughs> I think that was in his mind. No, no, trust me. I remember it because uh, <laughs> I know them twin girl because she's a twin. I know which one it was and she didn't want to kiss me. But I don't got to worry about it now. I get to kiss her as much as I want now. really do. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> no, that is too funny. But yeah, you guys, MLB speech. You mentioned that, you know, you have a ministry slash organization. And and before we really dive into some of these, you know, marriage questions and answers, I want you guys to tell us a little bit about MLB Speaks and what you guys offer, you know, uh, through your organization and ministry. Yeah. So MLB MLB Speaks LLC, um, we're a small business and um, we're not a church or religious organization. I just want to make a clarification on that. But we are Christians uh, that run the company that we own. And, you know, it is uh, fashioned to really uh, engage people with some real talk. That is uh, married couples, business leaders, uh, uh, pastors, the Christian community, uh, higher education institutions, because uh, we, you know, we're, we're scheduled to be speak at uh, several higher education institutions uh, in North America. And so, you know, and leadership as well. So there's, there's a whole different gamut of what we do and how we do it. Um, actually, we're, we're releasing um, our curriculum uh, in 2023, where individuals will be able to uh, be engaged with us uh, in our relationship curriculum. Uh, and also, besides that, we'll be doing uh, several um, workshops throughout 2023 and 2024, and the planning works right now. Oh, no, that's good. That's good. And, you know, I think it's important, you know, with the with the different things that you guys do, the different services that you offer, especially coming from, you know, somebody that's saved right from a Christian perspective, because a lot of times, you know, you 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 have people teaching leadership and and, you know, about business and marriage. And sometimes to me, you know, when they're not saved, you know, there's always those times when you hear them talking about these things and there's some little cutting corners in there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, you know, things are not being done totally honestly the way that it should be done. So I think it's always a blessing when you have somebody that's saved that truly, you know, uh, is saved and believes in the word, trusts the Lord and gives, you know, advice from that perspective and, and being led by the spirit, right? Like even though they're natural things, but really being honest with people and not dare to get over on them, but to teach them how to be honest and not get over on others, I think is really, really important. So that's a great thing that you guys are doing. And we appreciate you guys for that. And, you know, with that, what made you guys on the marriage side of this, what made you guys want to start on that journey and helping people out in their marriage? Wow. Well, um, I want to say one thing. I'll let you say something on that now. Uh, integrity um, uh, is real important, um, whether you're in business, whether you're in ministry um, and accountability. And and these are some things that in the, in, in the marriage realm, a, a lot of people don't like to talk about the integrity and the accountability. Um, but that that's, that's here, and, here and there on that. But I'll let Nell, she was going to say something. Go ahead, babe. Um, the only thing I was going to add to that, I want to add to that, is that when it comes to marriage, um, there's some things that the Christian church uh, refused to talk about, those things mm-hmm. that are taboo. And I believe that that was our passion, to be honest, and to help um, couples. That's been our passion, to help exactly. couples 
um, to explore those things and don't be ashamed of them things. You have to talk about it. Yeah, we've been doing this. Wow. We're going back 15 years uh, in my prior life, as I always tell people, um, I, I, I was a senior pastor um, many, many years ago when my children were uh, very young babies. And, um, um, and, you know, around that time after that, when I had stepped down, we started working with couples uh, with another organization, uh, just, you know, doing premarital uh, coaching and counseling um, for more coaching, not counseling, premarital coaching and mentoring and, mm-hmm. and just working with couples and just and being an inspiration to them. But, you know, uh, right prior to the pandemic, you know, we kind of like said, you know, we felt in our heart, you know, believed that this was the time for us to really kind of like, let's let's engage more on a professional level, um, establish the business even much more stronger. And, and that's what we did. And, and actually, it has actually blown our minds with the amount of response we've been receiving um, from the myriad of couples and singles who've been following us and, and DMing us on social media. No, and that's and that's a great thing. And and I want to go back to something Nell said in there too. Um and you guys can can speak on this. What are some of the things that are like taboo or that we don't see being talked in the Christian setting or maybe in a Christian church or, you know, Christians when it comes to marriage? What are some of the things that are taboo to talk about that you guys find? Well, I think um one of the things um as we all know, um, sex is a really hot topic there. Mm. And sometimes, you know, in a relationship, in a married relationship, there's some things that um, need to be talked about. And sometimes people are embarrassed to talk about those things. Um, sometimes people just don't know how to approach it. And um, those things um, need to be talked about. Yeah, mm. it's, it's when you think about most, you, when you think about most churches, uh, religious organizations and, and pastors, you have your typical things and, and you could probably know about that. You could turn on the television, the typical things, God wants to bless you. God wants to see you uh, successful. Um, you know, God wants to give you a new job. You know, these are typical topics that people teach about every week, week after week on a Sunday morning. But let me tell you something, things like husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Hmm. So how does Christ love the church? What does that look like? What does that look like? See, you know what I mean? So, and it's almost taboo because now it puts the onus on that husband. You you get what I'm saying? And and also being like now kind of alluded to sex. Sex is a good thing. He says the marriage bed is undefiled if you're married. Yes. Now, (laughs) you can probably count how many times somebody ever taught, not preached about it, but taught about that. What does it mean to have an undefiled marriage bed? What does it look like? Absolutely. So we you know what? We're raw. Wow. When we come to it. We're raw. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just thinking when you said that, you know, absolutely the times that I've ever been, you know, in any type of setting where marriage was talked about, you know, or, you know, a discussion between couples. No, you're right. That has never you know, come up. I've, I've never really heard anybody expound on it or talk about it. You know, it almost seems I don't I don't want to say embarrassing for them to talk about, but it's yeah, it just seems taboo. It just it, it you would think that it wasn't in the scriptures. It's like a weird feeling, you know, anytime the word sex comes up in those circles. But I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you want to say no. something? No, sorry about that. No, 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 it's good. No, I love the dialogue. And but I think that what happens is and, and, and Nell said it best, you know, it becomes taboo 
listen, first of all, when 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 an individual man and and woman who are married are making love, as people say, Christians like, man, he said that word making love. Listen, I'm not I my hands are not raised up to praise God. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> so we, 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 we tend to think like you, you can you, you over spiritualize things and thinking like, you know, you are married to a woman. That's right. You are married to a man. Mm-hmm. Um, God says you can enjoy one another. It's OK. You, 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 mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and we basically we, we tell people when we do our workshops, we're all adults here. We're all married here. Um, we can talk like this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's important, you know, um, you know, you'll have people act like, oh, that's not really a big deal, but obviously it is, is, you know, it is a big deal. You know, um, you know, just say for example, that, um, a lot of time it's always about the husband, you know, and his pleasures and what he wants, but he has to keep in mind that, you know, it's not just about him. And you know what I mean? There's a, there's a female side to um, it just as well. You know, it's not always the action, you know, when it comes to the female, you, you have to get her started. You have to carouse her um, before all the, the act actually take place. And a lot of times mm. men don't take that opportunity to do all the little things that add up to the big thing. Listen, we like microwave, man. Pop that microwave dinner in there. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but how much nah, more? That, <laughs> women be like, women be like, listen, I'm trying to bake a cake. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What I'm that cake, more. that cake, take you about an hour, man. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's no, that's good. That's good. And you know what? That that's important because you know that's what you know that's what marriage is. You know, it's it's not about just one side or, or, or one individual, you know, it's about us. You know, I always think about the vows, you know, that we say, you know, when we're up at the marriage altar, like, you know, as I, you know, been married 13 years now, you know, a lot of times when I look back at the vows that was said, you know, you know, in front of the pastor, in front of my pastor, um, I think about sometimes some of the unhealthy expectations. I hear some people, uh, you know, demand or, or, or say when, when they're in a marriage, it's almost like a one-sided thing. But when you go back to those vows, you know, it was both of us saying those vows, both of us, you know, saying in front of the Lord, in front of the pastor, in front of the congregation, listen, you know, we vow to be here for one another, you know, through thick and thin. It's not just going to be about me. It's not just going to be about you, but we're going to communicate and do what we need to do to try to make sure that we have a healthy marriage and not a one-sided marriage. Like I I was going to talk about something um, recently and I didn't get a chance. Like, you know, I used to always hear that happy life, happy wife. And I used to be like, wait a minute, you know, that almost sounds one-sided. Like I understand what you're saying. And of course I want my wife to be happy and I'm going to do everything I can to make her happy, but it shouldn't be said in a point of if it's only about her. Like if she's not happy, then my life isn't going to be happy, you know? And I always <laughs> joke, I, I say, you know, I always joke and say, that's like me saying happy husband or go live with your cousin. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> hey, that, hey, that can happen if you don't have a happy wife. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here, here's the thing right. behind that. And I think in, in both of you, I love how what you guys are saying about that. And that is 
Um, society that is the that is how Christians have allowed the world to come into mm. their marriage and utilizing those terms. And, and listen, pastors have used that term, "happy life, happy wife," yeah. and act, and you know, in, their, in their teachings. And, and it is it is so unbiblical when you think about it, because God has a plan for um, the husband and the wife. You know, everyone should mm-hmm. be happy at some point. But then, actually, when you think about it, happiness is is happenstance. It's basically based off of your circumstances. So, if my circumstances are good, I'm happy. But if my circumstances yeah. are bad, guess what? I am not happy, and that's what I think we tend to forget. So, you know, in actuality, I don't really want to be happy because mm-hmm. happiness is happenstance. If my circumstances are good, guess what? We're happy, honey. But if the, if they're but but if we're if our circumstances are bad, I'm not happy. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? That that's what I was trying to say. It goes back to the vows. Like the vows say, listen, it doesn't matter what's happening. You know, we're going to stick and stay and do what we have to do, you know, through sickness, through health, through richer, you know, or for poor. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. It's it's not a, you know, uh, one sided, how you say a one sided type of thing. Um, but it's very important that, you know, we see things. You know, I, I don't want to say because we see things, you know, obviously from a different perspective as being a man and a woman. But we should both be trying to make sure that, you know, we communicate and, and making sure that, you know, like Nell was saying that both, you know, our needs are met. And like, you know, I'm just not worrying about me, like you said, trying to, you know, do the microwave thing. But I got to know that, you know, she may want to bake that cake. Right. That's and, right. And, and 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 compromise and know that right. it's important to her just like there's certain things important to me. And with saying that, like when you guys counsel, you know, different couples or have workshops, you know, what do you find are some of the most problematic things in marriage? I know, you know, right now we're talking a little bit about sex, but what are some other things that you guys find that are, that are really problematic between, you know, uh, some of these couples we find, you know, um, I'll, I'll give you one example. Cause we don't give names out because of privacy, we don't do one-on-one mentoring. We do uh, workshops only. Um, you know, just, that's the nature of the, how we do the business, but we find one of the big couple of the big things we find is, uh, communication. Communication mm. is really big. Um, even I find that a lot of women, um, find that their man, their husband, doesn't really know how to romance. I mean, there was a pastor that um, reached out um, and he actually said, and he's got a pretty good sized congregation. He didn't know mm-hmm. how to love his wife, how to romance her. And here's a man who's teaching a congregation of individuals who did not know how to romance his wife. So the, the, here's the big question is, when was the last time you went away with your wife? So mm-hmm. now the ministry has become your spouse. You know, God didn't mean like husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He didn't say like, like, forget your wife, let that church building, that ministry organization. That's your first priority, your family, yeah. your spouse um, outside of Christ. And um, communication is probably one of the big things that we come across that people have because it's always his, his, his truth. His word, her word, and then there's the truth. You know, um, communication is one of the big things. And I think when it comes to communication, too, you know, um, let's just say, for example, you can say, um, 
your your wife cooked you a meal or something and you didn't you didn't enjoy the meal and you know she she's she's um looking at observing you and she's like well you didn't eat and you you go like well i'm not hungry and deep down mm. you didn't like the food so when you muster yeah. enough courage to tell her that you didn't like the food two things could happen um you know she could take offense um to what you're saying or she can also be receptive to that and decide, okay, say, what are we going to do about it? How can we change? Maybe we can do a cooking class or something like that. So, I mean, even though you're communicating your feelings and your desires, what you want, you, you have to also think about the person on the other end and if they're going to be receptive or if they're going to be offended. And then you have to work like that. So communication, there's all types of aspect to that. And you have to look at what are the outcomes that you're looking for. Because what we're trying to do is not just like Nell alluded to, not just the communication. You want to look to what kind of end results do you want to have as a couple together? Because if you're just communicating, but not looking for any, any, any end results mm -hmm. at the end game, you really didn't accomplish anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and <clears throat> excuse me. And what you guys were saying, you know, even in that communication, I guess is fine in that, balance of when to now, now yeah and let me ask that while i'm saying this it's, it's like finding that balance of when to say something and when not to because i know like now was just saying you know sometimes it could be accepted or it could be taken in offense and with that do you guys feel um that you should like if you're in that type of situation is it always good to just go ahead and say something or do you gauge that and wait until a later time um because then i know with that you you run the the risk of not saying anything at all. So in, in a situation like that, even if it's going to bring some offense, do you still just go ahead and say it? Or like, what, what do you guys think about that? Wow. We just took a big sigh on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And you know what I'm asking because, you no, know, no, I'm no, 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 no. myself, that's a heavy topic, you know? No, I think yeah, it's, I'll it's say one thing heavy. and I'll let you go now. And um, God gave us two ears and one mouth. That means he says he mm. wants us to listen twice as much as we speak. And that's one of the bigger problems in marriage. We just can't speak what's on our mind. People goes, oh, just mm -hmm. speak your mind. No, why? So you, you, it's okay to think about what you're going to say before you say it. Right. And I was about to yeah. say almost the same thing that, you know, sometimes you have to keep some things in your head. You don't have to always speak them and you just wait, you know, for discernment or the, or the right time. Um, timing is everything. You know, because yeah. um, you can um, say something and then, wow, next thing you know, you're in a full-blown heated discussions, as we call them. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. And then you got to try to, you know, find your way out of it. It's almost like when you're disciplining a child, sort of, like, you know, in that moment, you have to calm yourself down. You know what I mean? And it, what we call delayed consequences. You know what I mean? Because you have to calm yourself down. And I have done that many times, calm myself down and then go back to the issue or the problem that we were having and try to get some resolution from that because I'm much calmer now. I have a clearer mind now. Because your emotions are running high in your head. Listen, she could have made that cornbread, but it's a brick. Or he could have made the cornbread and it's a brick. Listen, you're like, <laughs> why are you not eating? Uh, because I don't want to build a house. I want to eat my food. But you, can, <laughs> you have to use judgment because you know your spouse. So you can go, if I say something right now and you'd be like, well, you know, honey, can we just hold off on that? You know, because 
right now, I'm not saying lie to the person who says, can we hold off on that discussion? Can I just eat my food right now? And then we can discuss it afterwards. You you have to, you have, you have to gauge, is this the right time to discuss this? You know what I mean? Um, because only you yes. know what the tolerance level of the other individual is. Yes. And, and that's why I wanted you guys to elaborate on that, because sometimes you'll have people that you know, feel like, listen, I need to say something right away. And and just from experience, like in my own life, I was just telling somebody about this recently. I remember years ago, man, um, I was out and being a part of a concert when, you know, I used to go out and do some music and my wife and I were there and we, we got into some type of disagreement at, at the, uh, while the event was going on. And in my mind, I kept saying, man, I can't wait until we get back into this car to say what I really <laughs> want to say. And I kid you not, all of a sudden, a lady on the stage, I guess they had caught her up to sing. She started singing, if I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. And I knew, you know, I knew that was God talking to me like, brother, please don't say nothing when you get in that car. But what did I do? I said something, and man, when I tell you all hell broke loose, it was just, it was just insane. You know what I mean? And I learned from that because... You know, and not to say that, you know, from that point on, I always didn't say things at the wrong time. But gradually I begin to learn, like like you said, some things you just got to keep in your head and keep for another time. And guess what? Sometimes you don't even get to address that thing again if it doesn't come up, because sometimes bringing it back up, you know, after a little bit of time has passed can be, you know, problematic as well. So, yeah, that's why I wanted you guys to definitely break that you down because I do battles. know, yeah, I you know, and, and you, you, I forgot the word you, you use. Some things are not even worth it, man. Yeah. You know, mm. some things, honestly, there was a time in our marriage, to be honest with you, can I be both uh, transparent? Sure, go ahead. There were times no, where, like, absolutely. honestly, um, when I was a pastor, um, it's not about me. Actually, I was, I was, something else came in my mind. But when I was a pastor and uh, I came home for lunch one day and my wife said, Martin, you ain't gonna believe it. Look who's on TV. Uh, it was a couple that was attending the church at the time. And uh, they was on divorce court on national TV. And wow. they were getting divorced because uh, one of the individuals was upset because the person would leave clothes on the floor. Mm. Listen, Leaving, you want you you want to get divorced because clothes are on the floor. Mind you, these are Christians. Christians. <laughs> mm. Listen, spirit filled, love Jesus. Yeah. But man, if you don't pick them clothes up, I want a divorce. <laughs> That's the dumbest wow. thing I've ever heard. I said, "Are you kidding me?" They didn't even come to me for any marriage coaching and mentoring, but they go on national television, spew their information. Listen, I could have bought you a laundry basket, please. Mm. <laughs> but you, but it's yeah. sad though. We've come to that. We go to the world for resolution rather yeah. than coming to those within the body who can give us some some tips and quips and takes us through life that's going to give us things that can help and, and strengthen and better our marriage. So you have to realize too that um, we want a worldly solution to, to a our, biblical to the problem. Biblical problem. Yeah, I was going to say that. And I think, too, as um, couples, they need to realize, like you were talking about the vows that you um, made in front of your pastor and your family and friends. Um, One thing, like when when Martin and I, early on in our years, and and I think this one phrase actually saved our marriage in the beginning um, when we're getting to know each other. 
um, we always tell each other, we're not your enemy. We're not enemies in this. Mm. Okay. And that one phrase have literally, I mean, when I say literally um, stopped us for having a big blow up. That's right. Because we're in this mm. together. The enemy is our common um, enemy. He's the one who's trying to separate, um, destroy our marriages. And you know what? When he That's destroyed good. our marriages, he destroyed our families. He destroyed and- our family. He destroys the community. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 you know, I am not, I am not your enemy. No. We say that to each other. When we get to a situation where we feel like this is going, this is going out of control. Uh, we goes, I am not your enemy. It diffuses the Now we don't just not forget about it. But it diffuses it a little bit, yeah. and then we begin to kind of talk about yeah, what's cool. going on in that mm-hmm. heated discussion. Because when you break up our family, then you break up our not just our immediate family, but you break up the community. I mean, one of our neighbors uh, posted something about three, four weeks ago on one of our social media platforms and said she's an adult now with her own family that what we did as a Christian couple in our neighborhood where we live it gave her a good foothold on, on God, Jesus. And and one of the reasons um, why she is a born again believer and having a strong Christian marriage to this day. No, that, and you know what, that, that's the difference between saying something and mirroring it in front of somebody. But that, that what you guys just dropped was, was a huge nugget. You know, you know, I'm not your enemy, you know, because sometimes, you know, in a marriage, people can can get into things or, or have disagreements and it almost you would think they were enemies. But that that was good. That was that was really great. And I hope you guys caught that. You know, if you're out there and you're married, you know, to be able to just stop and say that to one another, I'm not your enemy. And then, you know, in time, figure it out, have the right discussion, you know, uh, to, to to make sure that whatever is happening either don't happen again, but, or it's either handled in a better way. I think that's powerful. And it, and it kind of reminds me of something when my wife and I earlier on got married, married, because to be honest, our first couple years of marriage, it was definitely tough. And we just so happened at that time lived a couple doors down from my pastor and we had got into it, got into argument. So we ended up going over there. I don't know if she walked over there first or I did, but, you know, we ended up going over there and we sat down with him and it was something that he said that I think, you know, same for us. It changed our marriage early on and made us look at things differently, you know, because we were in there spewing about, you know, I'm spewing about her. She's spewing and saying whatever she has to say about me. And, And I shared this before. I don't know about on the podcast or just on the channel. But he said to us, and, and it really was like a light bulb went off. He says, listen, you can't be her Holy Spirit and she can't be your Holy Spirit. And it was like a light bulb went off. It was basically like, listen, I can't change her. I can't make her do what I want her to do. I can only work on myself. You know, I may can talk to her and let her know something I, you know, I disagree with or whatever have you. But it helped us both focus on ourselves. And I think that really help to start to change the marriage or, or turn it around and, and help us to maintain because earlier on it was definitely tough. Hey, what's going on family? Unfortunately, we're going to have to stop this podcast episode here. We will be airing the rest of it next week. And as you guys have already seen, you don't want to miss the rest of the episode. Just as promised, uh, we've had some inspiration a lot of nuggets have been dropped 
um, a lot of things to think about. I love the transparency that we had, you know, having this discussion. And also, you know, we really pressed through because Nell, she was a little under the weather. I had begun to become a little under the weather, but we pressed through and we wanted to get this out to you guys because we know how important marriage is. So listen, don't miss out on part two of this conversation. We get even more transparent. We talk about even more things that I think will be a blessing to you guys' lives. But listen, until next week, guys, know that I love you. And until we hop on the podcast together again, shalom.